destroying the media lies, and dismantling the narratives, one story at a time. It's the Adrian Slade Show Quick Rant. Please welcome the 116th Congress. The media is fawning over the new class who was sworn in for the House of Representatives. Check out this video courtesy of Elle magazine. We the people, we the people, we the people, we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain y establecemos esta constitución for the United States of America. I mean, we should be excited, right? We have a new speaker who was sworn into office. The existential threat of our time, the climate crisis, a crisis manifested in natural disasters of epic proportions. The American people understand the urgency. The people are ahead of the Congress. The Congress must join them. And that is why we have created a select committee on climate crisis. The entire Congress must work to put an end to the inaction and denial of science that threaten the planet and the future. This. This is a this is a, a decision. It's a a public health decision about clean air, clean water for our children's health. It's a decision for America's global preeminence in the green technologies. It is a, a decision, a security decision, to keep us all safe, and a moral decision to be good stewards of God's creation. So the new era of standing up for progressivism in four-inch heels is back. It has returned. So it's a new day of civility. Right, Hillary? Right, Nancy Pelosi? We just need to get you back in power and all the Antifa unrest and the marching of vagina skullcaps knitted by Aunt Eunice That'll all suddenly come to an end, right? I love, Alexander, how you sat here patiently and waited as we've spoken about the incoming Speaker of the House, who happens to be one of the people <laughs> who raised you. But if you can tell us what, what Speaker Pelosi thinks about John, going in. You ha we have known you for two decades. <laughs> Do you think I'm the person that's going to come on CNN and talk about my mother? Is I'm, that who you think I'm I am? I'm asking you, uh, you are a fantastic political reporter. How does she approach meetings? with President Trump, A, and B, just what are your feelings of, uh, about this person who you know quite well becoming Speaker of the House for a second time? She'll cut your head off and you won't even know you're bleeding. <laughs> That's all you need to know about her. <laughs> no one ever won betting against Nancy Pelosi. She's, per she's persevered. You gotta give her credit. Yeah, right. That's, that's her daughter. It's Nancy Pelosi's daughter telling us that she will behead us and we won't even know that we're bleeding. So, civility right there. So, the swearing-in began with great media fanfare. First, there was uh, Kristen Cinema, And Adam Best from the left, or left.com, he posted, Homophobe Mike Pence had to swear in Kristen Cinema, the first out bisexual senator in our history, on a law book and not a Bible. He seems uncomfortable, and she's having fun with it. This is everything. Yeah, let's own the cons! Let's go ahead and own those who have a religious fiber, a religious foundation. Yeah, 
She swore in on a law book. Screw the Bible. That's what the left does because they're godless. And what's funny on a side note is she beat Martha McSally, but Martha McSally was appointed to Senator John Kyle's uh, soon-to-be-open seat in Arizona. And because her name comes before cinema, she technically was sworn in before her, essentially making her the first female senator from Arizona, trumping all the work that she did, Kristen Cinema did. And then there was some other starlets, some other notable, interesting people who were sworn in. Ilian Omar, Somali-American Muslim representative from Minnesota, Little Mogadishu up there in the north where it's really cold. Let's go back to the history books of the Twitter sphere. Quote, Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. Hashtag Gaza. Hashtag Palestine. Hashtag Israel. Hmm, that's a little concerning. You know, and, and on top of all that, you have people like Valerie Jarrett, who decided to uh, chime in with her support of Ilhan Omar. You know, Valerie Jarrett of Iranian uh, fame. She tweeted, You are the change in Congress we have been waiting for. Thank you, Ilhan Omar, for your willingness to jump with or jump in with both feet into the arena. Many around the country are both counting on you and will have your back. Thanks. Thank you very much there, Valerie Jarrett, Obama's right-hand Islamist. What was funny was she went on, or Ilhan Omar did, went on to tweet, the 116th Congress is, has so much to be pr uh, proud of. Quote, first Somali-American plus refugee, first Muslim woman, Rashid Talib, which we'll get to in a minute, first indigenous woman, Guess they're talking about Elizabeth Warren. She's the first one, 1,024th indigenous woman. First Palestinian-American, youngest uh, co uh, congressional representative in uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or whatever her name is. Record 100-plus women, largest ever black, 55, Hispanic, 37, and progressive, 98 caucuses. Justin Amash chimed in and said, Yeah, my father was, is Palestine, and I've been in Congress since 2011. <laughs> so there you go and so now we also had an additional you know uh, additional fly into the ointment of the new congress Rashid Talib, and listen to what she wants to do to Donald Trump people love you and you win Woo! and when your son looks at you and says mama look you won bullies don't win and no. I said baby they don't because we're gonna go in there we're gonna impeach the motherfucker Listen to that rhetoric, all that rhetoric. That's not hateful Trump rhetoric. That's Talib rhetoric. That's like rhetoric in the vein of the DNC chairman, Tom Perez, cursing in front of kids at a rally. That kind of rhetoric. Yeah, she wants to impeach that MFR. <laughs> Unbelievable. Supporters of Talib showed up wearing beautiful dresses that were Palestinian dresses. And in fact, she went so far as to say, I'm going to swear on Jefferson's Koran. Never mind the fact that the Koran, which a lot of people seem to have gotten uh, mixed up on, a lot of people online. It was really interesting to read some of these people. You know, there was this one individual who basically said, I find it absolutely hilarious how so-called Christians are mad at Rashid Tlaib requesting to use the Koran to be sworn in with when the Quran is nothing but the Old Testament of the actual Bible. 
No, that's the Tanakh. That's not the Koran, you moron. You have, I guarantee you have never cracked open a Gideon in a Holiday Inn or maybe a, a Sleep Inn or a Comfort Inn motel. They have them in every motel. All you got to do is open it up. You'll notice it's not anything like the Koran whatsoever. And then BBC put out Rashid Talib to be sworn in on Thomas Jefferson's Koran. And this one individual said the title should be Rashid Talib to be sworn in on a Koran once owned by Thomas Jefferson, to which I had to respond to say, Jefferson translated the Koran in order to make sense of why the Barbary pirates, who were Islamic extremists, were beheading all of this, uh, the ship uh, inhabitants of the trade ships going through their waters. The Marines had to intervene wearing leather on their necks for protection against beheadings, hence the term leatherneck. Unbelievable. And, you know, Rashid had a post-it note on a map of the Middle East showing how Israel should be given over to Palestine. And Linda Sarsour was there. You know, she's the one who called for jihad against Trump, you know, or a struggle against Trump. But you know what jihad means. And Shurhas Wahaj, who was the co-conspirator of the 1993 World Trade Center bombing with the blind sheik as her mentor. Yeah, she was there, along with a ton of American uh, Arab American activists. And then you have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You know, she was dancing in that video, which looks like an awful 90s TV sitcom intro. But to her credit, I mean, it does make her a little bit more fun looking. But she is looking to shake things up as speaker or shake, shake things up against the new speaker, you know, against Ms. Four-Inch Heels. The incoming Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York announced that she will vote against bylaws to govern the uh, 116th Congress that are supposed to uh, be supported by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, citing her objection to the pay-as-you-go budgetary rule included in the package. The pay-as-you-go rule, commonly known as PAYGO, requires that any increase in entitlement spending be offset by cuts or buy new revenue raisers in order to prevent the deficit from increasing. And she tweeted, Tomorrow I will also vote no on the rules change package, which is trying to slip in pay-go. Because, you know, you just pay for it, like Medicare for all. Where do you get the funding from, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez? I don't know, you just pay for it. Yeah, that's how it works. Just pay for it. No biggie. Now... It gets really crazy when you find out what Nancy Pelosi wants to do with the rules for the House of Representatives. And we'll get into that here in just a second. Our sponsor for this portion of the program is Tar River Arms. Let's celebrate your Second Amendment rights. Go purchase some new firearms through America's first virtual gun store, Tar River Arms. They make it much easier to purchase a firearm online. And how do they do this? They do this by providing 3D interactive experiences to view and inspect any of the weapons you wish to purchase. No need to go into a brick or mortar store and deal with pushy salespeople. Tarn River Arms is veteran owned, veteran run. They have great guns, great prices, great services, and they have weekly specials that eliminate shipping and broker fees. Your order, your pickup, no additional fees. Tar River Arms, go to tarriverarms.com for details. So here's the new rules proposal that Nancy Pelosi wants. The Democrats have new rules, including allowing Pelosi to intervene or appear to take any other steps to protect Obamacare. And of course, we're still paying for it. Office of General Counsel is allowed to hire whoever they want, including experts. I don't think that this is something that uh, falls under the responsibility of the legislative branch. Isn't that an executive branch thing? 
Pelosi has scheduled the impeachment process for April 15th, 2019, based on page two, section committee oversight. She removes term limits on committee chairs. She rebukes forcing House members to pay for sexual harassment settlements, obfuscates by holding responsible only for infractions of the 1995 discrimination settlements. She removes supermajority rule, three-fifths rule for raising middle-class income taxes. Income tax increases now subject to simple majority approval. She also removes the rule on headwear on the House floor. So Ms. Omar, you know, Ilian Omar can now wear her hijab, now allows for all religious headwear and apparel to be implemented. She allows Elijah Cummings to specific oversight rule. Cummings now responsible for the new rule and the narrow specific White House oversight, special oversight over White House, setting the stage for impeachment hearings under Elijah Cummings, who is questionable on his own right. Pelosi creates new legal power of House of Legal Counsel to oppose U.S. Department of Justice and spend without limits for its outside legal representation to oppose legal position of DOJ on health care. So, in essence, Pelosi is setting up a secondary legislative branch Department of Justice specifically for use by the House of Representatives. That's pretty unbelievable. Now, here's some other great things that they're uh, trying to implement, these things that they're introducing into the House. Representative Steve Cohen, Democrat of Tennessee, introduced two bills, one to eliminate the Electoral College and the other to prohibit presidents from pardoning themselves or their family members. Unbelievable. So they want to remove the Electoral College and maybe they're going to try to get rid of the Senate. You know, that's one of the things they want to do. Maybe they'll lower the voting age to 16. All these great things that will never be used against them. But listen to legal scholar Tara Ross in a Prager University video. It's kind of long, but stick with me. It's really good on what will happen if the Electoral College is eliminated. In every presidential election, only one question matters. Which candidate will get the 270 votes needed to win the Electoral College? Our founders so deeply feared a tyranny of the majority that they rejected the idea of a direct vote for president. That's why they created the Electoral College. For more than two centuries, it has encouraged coalition building, given a voice to both big and small states, and discouraged voter fraud. Unfortunately, there is now a well-financed, below-the-radar effort to do away with the Electoral College. It is called National Popular Vote, or NPV, and it wants to do exactly what the founders rejected, award the job of president to the person who gets the most votes nationally. Even if you agree with this goal, it's hard to agree with their method. Rather than amend the Constitution, which they have no chance of doing, NPV plans an end run around it. Here's what NPV does. It asks states to sign a contract to give their presidential electors to the winner of the national popular vote instead of the winner of the state's popular vote. What does that mean in practice? It means that if NPV had been in place in 2004, for example, when George W. Bush won the national vote, California's electoral votes would have gone to Bush, even though John Kerry won that state by 1.2 million votes. Can you imagine strongly Democratic California calmly awarding its electors to a Republican? Another problem with NPV's plan is that it robs states of their sovereignty. A key benefit of the Electoral College system is that it decentralizes control over the election. 
Currently, a presidential election is really 51 separate elections, one in each state and one in D.C. These 51 separate processes exist side by side in harmony. They do not and cannot interfere with each other. California's election code applies only to California and determines that state's electors. So a vote cast in Texas can never change the identity of a California elector. NPV would disrupt this careful balance. It would force all voters into one national election pool. Thus, a vote cast in Texas will always affect the outcome in California. And the existence of a different election code in Texas always has the potential to unfairly affect a voter in California. Why? Because state election codes can differ drastically. States have different rules about early voting, registering to vote, and qualifying for the ballot. They have different policies regarding felon voting. They have different triggers for recounts. Each and every one of these differences is an opportunity for someone, somewhere, to file a lawsuit claiming unfair treatment. Why should a voter in New York get more or less time to early vote than a voter in Florida? Why should a hanging chad count in Florida but not in Ohio? The list of possible complaints is endless. And think of the opportunities for voter fraud if NPV is passed. Currently, an attempt to steal a presidential election requires phony ballots to appear or real ballots to disappear in the right state or combination of states, something that is very hard to anticipate. But with NPV, voter fraud anywhere can change the election results. No need to figure out which states you must swing, just add or subtract the votes you need or don't want wherever you can most easily get away with it. And finally, if NPV is adopted and winning is only about getting the most votes, a candidate might concentrate all of his efforts in the biggest cities or the biggest states. We could see the end of presidential candidates who care about the needs and concerns of people in smaller states or outside of big cities. Here's why all of this is of so much concern. NPV is more than halfway to its goal. NPV's contract will go into effect when states with a combined 270 electoral votes have signed. To date, NPV already has the support of 10 states plus DC. Together, that's 165 electoral votes, leaving only 105 votes to go. It is time to stop this attempt to undo the way American presidents are elected, which will in turn undo America. The people behind NPV think they are wiser than every generation of Americans that preceded them. They aren't. I'm Tara Ross for Prager University. Yeah, these same people complaining about the Electoral College and are getting the electoral votes to remove it are the same ones that are worried about a constitutional crisis under a convention of states, an Article 5 convention of states. Seems real hypocritical. They cry and complain, you're going to change the Constitution and change the makeup of what it all means, and you're going to totally destroy what the founders did, but then they want to get rid of the Electoral College. Bunch of hypocrites. It, it kind of leads to a big mess that the founders knew about and foresaw, but yet no one wants to look at that as, well, maybe they were right on the money. So all we can do at this point is mock these new individuals coming into office thinking they're going to change what the founders did through some little you know, legislation. Never mind the fact that they probably have to go through a constitutional convention to do what they want to do. But there are many ways to mock the left.
This portion of the program, it's sponsored by Right On. Right On is a party game that pokes fun at political correctness and liberalism run amok. Liberals and the progressive left, you know, they're offended at everything. I mean, Santa's got to be female. Barbie needs to have a same-sex couple or everyone's upset. If you don't believe in climate change, well, you should be jailed. Constantly offended. So why not have fun mocking them with a game that doesn't do what the left likes to do, which is to divide, but something that will unite the entire family while making fond memories of leftist mockery. Play right on and mock the progressive left and their fake news media counterparts in a variety of categories, such as race hustle, wussification of America, earth snobs, Islam, Obama nation, Hollywood hypocrisy, campus coddling, feminism folly, rainbow games, millennial entitlement, and others. Go to writeongame.com, use the code MOJO50 for the 10% discount, and while you're there, check out the new instructions for the drinking game option. Maybe you tuned in and saw the MOJO50 crew, Doc Thompson, Ron Phillips, Matt Locke, Brad Staggs down the line, even Chef Patrick playing the game live with plenty of whiskey. I kind of wanted to join in with them. It was pretty hilarious. But trigger warning, microaggressions are contained in the box, so if you are a millennial snowflake, you will be offended by its contents. Retreating to your safe space is highly recommended. So get on over to writeongame.com. Use the promo code MOJO50 for the 10% discount. So the crap show of the swearing in of the 116th Congress continues with Virginia Congresswoman Jennifer Wexton, Democrat of Virginia, where she placed the flag of the transgender pride flag outside of her office to show her solidarity. Hey, good for you. Good for you. Just no, no grandstanding or anything, no virtue signaling or what have you. But at least there was some on our side of the aisle or some that are sympathetic to us that are taking measures to show that we're not going to take things lying down. Senator Ted Cruz and also Representative Rooney had introduced an amendment to the U.S. Constitution to impose term limits on members of Congress. The amendment would limit U.S. senators to a two-six-year term and members of the House of Representatives to three two-year terms. Yes, I think that's a great idea. Mike Lee tried to lighten the mood with a picture of him and Mitt Romney eating little Jello pudding pops by saying, these are not Jello shots. Of course, if you can slip Romney a few of those, maybe that will make the difference. So in honor of our new speaker and her new high heels, let's check out this hot track that we made of the Pelosi, the brilliance of Pelosi chopping people's heads off until you can find out whether or not they bleed her hip hop track. Good evening. Good evening. I know you're there. The beauty is in the mix. Or do you just want to chat? The beauty is in the mix. Do you want to hear an answer? Or do you just want to chat? Thank you and congratulate. Applause line. That is an applause line. Thank you and congratulate. Applause line. That is an applause line. When he had his um, sixth, sixth birthday, he had a very close friend. His name is Antonio. He's from Guatemala. And he has beautiful skin, beautiful brown eyes, and the rest. And um, this was such a proud day for me because when my grandson blew out the candles on his cake, they said, did you make a wish? And he said, yes, I made a wish. He said, well, what is your wish? He said, I wish I had brown skin and brown eyes like Antonio. That is an applause line. The beauty is in the mix. 
dancer or do you just want to chill? The beauty is in the mix. Do you want to hear an answer or do you just want to chill? Yes, 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 yes I am, yes I am, yes I am, you do not. We have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. My favorite word is the word. My favorite word is the word. So beautiful. We don't matter here, the members of the house. We don't count. We don't matter here, the members of the house. We don't count. So beautiful. That is an applause line. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. You can listen to us on Mojo Five O every Saturday at 5 p.m., every Sunday, 6 a.m., and then again at 5 p.m. Check out Mojo Five O on the iHeartRadio app or at Mojo50.com. You can also check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, Overcast, Podbean, wherever podcasts are hosted, you can find the Adrian Slade Show. You can also check out the Adrian Slade Show Roku channel in your streaming store. Download it. Check out the blog, adriansladeshow.com. You can also support the show. Subscribe, $2 a month or whatever amount you wish, patreon.com slash Show, or get on over to anchor.fm slash Slade and donate $4.99 a month. We'll see you guys next time.